Welcome to The Nest Show, the podcast that brings you insights into the crypto market, trading and investment experiences, and what we're looking forward to as we navigate the space together. Before we get started with the show, I want to thank our friends and sponsors over at PrimeXPT, where many of our listeners have already signed up to trade by visiting theburbnest.com slash PrimeXPT. PrimeXPT is the most powerful trading platform offering immediate access to over 30 assets. Users may trade cryptocurrencies, Forex, commodities, stock indices, and much more, all from a single Bitcoin settled account. And now for the show. What the Nest Show is. This is a podcast brought to you by the Burb Nest community, an independent crypto and forex centered trading community built to sharpen each other in capturing opportunities in the markets while protecting capital along the way. What this is not trading advice. We are not financial advisors, and you should not regard any information here or in the Nest Club as financial advice. You should always consult a licensed financial advisor before making any financial decisions. Hey, everybody. It's Adrian Crypto Burp here, and uh, welcome to today's episode of the Nest Show podcast after quite some break that we actually had. Uh, you know, it's a bull market. It's a bull market, and things are going fast. Things are rushed for many projects, for many companies, for myself, it's very hard to actually keep up with the market. But today we are having a very, very special guest, my my dear friend, Ian Friend, uh, which is perfectly known as the leading person for uh, for Ferrum Network. Welcome, welcome to today's episode of, of the Show Podcast, Ian. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, really excited to be here. Awesome. Uh, like always, you know, for 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 those who actually missed out on our uh, previous episode, the podcast of the Nestro podcast, make sure to uh, to subscribe to our channel to follow that uh, you know that YouTube profile. This is actually all free, and uh, it's going to get you pretty good insights, uh, in my opinion. But what you may guys know, uh, I had already been here. You know, Adam was already been here the other day. Uh, it was actually May 2020 when I last checked. You know. We we were talking about firm network back then, uh, directly and indirectly because actually you know Ben was also the great podcast host back then. Uh, but uh, you know I'm dying to know pretty much like what's new since then. What's new since you know May 2020? Like what's changed for for you for firm network? Wow, so much. Yeah, I remember when I came on your guys' show last. We were talking about a product we had just launched, which is. Unifier wallet and the, and the technology in that called Link Drops allows you to send crypto anywhere using a link. That's what we were promoting at that time. And uh, yeah, things have progressed tremendously since then. So uh, yeah, since that time, we've launched uh, two other core lines of uh, the Ferrum Network ecosystem. The first being our staking uh, technology and staking as a service, the business. This is uh, technology we built initially for the Ferrum token. But uh, due to, I think it's um, value to other new projects, we've been able to sell it to over 50 different uh, crypto projects uh, that are now utilizing the firm network staking technology. There's over 20 million total locked value across uh, our staking protocol now amongst all these projects. And we're signing up still to you know, one to two a week. Um, so it's been a tremendous success for us. The second thing that's uh, been a big hit, uh, not just from a business standpoint, from a token utility and a community standpoint, is our uh, incubator and our advisory services. So we um, basically have leveraged the two and a half, three years we've been in this 
space, uh, making connections, understanding the market, understanding how to build a community, understanding how to launch useful technologies, scale products, and basically applying that to new, other new projects who are looking to enter the market uh, at this time. So we helped incubate a project called Bondly, which has done very, very well. Another project we just did called Pools, also done well, even better, 20X. I, I know, uh, both of them, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's good to see the names uh, sort of making their way around the crypto space. Uh, but between the staking uh, as, a, as a business or as a service business and the, and the incubator and advisory arm, uh, Ferrum has, has done very, very well in this uh, bull, bull market. And we're, we're happy with where we're at, but still a long way to go. I, uh, I love it. And, uh, you know, FRM before, for, for your talk, and I think it reflects well, reflects well, really all, all of these sort of like fundamental improvement that you guys have actually done, you know, within the past couple of months. And uh, while 2020, you know, uh, I think it was heavily difficult, you know, for, for all the, let's say, stationary businesses, logistics, you know, transportation, anything pretty much long story short that is not e-commerce related or, you know, sort of, sort, of, sort of like digital online, right? A lot of businesses collapsed, you know, they, they got pretty much hurt bad time and big time. Well, it's actually insane to watch how, you know, like how much Fair Network has grown so far. And uh, this was mainly focused on 2020 because we just barely launched 2021, which hopefully is going to be much better for everybody. But this just shows, you know, on how insanely big potential you guys uh, pretty much like accumulated inside your team, right? And it just shows. And uh, like for, for the disbelievers, you know, you can just look up the chart, right? <laughs> and you would see like some <laughs> 10x growths, you know, going all over the platform within the past couple of weeks or months. So it's pretty insane. It's pretty insane. So definitely congratulations on that. Um, and, you know, I think, I think that uh, from, from what we know, from the investing point of view, from the investor's point of view, and from the fundamental point of view, because I am lucky enough to sort of like, you know, just run my own successful business. And I have this perspective sort of like dually. I'm both an investor and the service provider, right? So I, I have the sort of like full scope of how the market looks from both ends. And uh, what I know for sure is that there has been insane interest in the DeFi scene, right? The centralized finance is actually soaring right now as we speak. You would see a lot of new financial services popping out left and right. You know, the project's pretty much like racing for who delivers higher quality services, right? And so on and so forth. So it is out of question that DeFi is actually hot right now. It's sexy, right? So my, my, my sort of like uh, just question that I want to ask you, Ian, is uh, what do you think currently the biggest challenges and solutions uh, in the DeFi scene are? Yeah, I think you make a great point in that DeFi has tremendous potential. It's uh, very attractive to people within the crypto community uh, for obvious reasons, right? You can get these yields that are just unheard of uh, in sort of the traditional financial sector. The challenge that I'm seeing, um, you know, is a project that is really trying to bring about mass adoption of cryptocurrencies is how do we simplify DeFi? How do we solve some of these challenges around gas fees and, 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 and complexities oh God, around, please. you know, we need to you fix know, that. <laughs> yeah, you know, self-custodial wallets, uh, it, you know, is a challenge for anyone who's not uh, deeply entrenched in, in the space. So, how do you how do you solve those um, 
sort of pr- uh, those preconditions to even getting into DeFi. Like you have to under you have to you have to have you have to have a pretty advanced knowledge of cryptocurrencies even to start uh, get uh, seeing the benefits of these these new technologies. So how do we how do we solve that? I think that's one of the that's got to be one of the core questions and the core focuses of crypto going forward. I know look Ethereum 2.0 is coming. I think that's going to help a lot with um, you know things like gas fees and and, yeah, and slow yeah. speeds. Uh, that I think are really, it's probably going to get worse when I before it gets better as Ethereum appreciates in value, you know, oh, yeah. to, to, do, to do a simple, um, you know, interaction with a smart contract can cost $600. You're going to pre- pretty much alienate the vast majority of crypto people and then other people who would, who may be interested, but can't get in. So how do we solve that? And then also just the simplicity of, of, of the products, right? How do we make products that everyday people who are not deep into crypto and use and appreciate. And that's something we're focused on at Ferrum. And I know there's a lot of other great companies doing doing similar things, but um, yeah, still got, it's early days for crypto anyway, uh, no matter what. So we got a long way to go, but it's, uh, it's uh, I think it's only up from here. <laughs> only up, yeah. This is the new principle, right? That we keep hearing every day on Twitter. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I think it touched upon the very, very important aspect. Uh, and in here that, you know, while we are building as the as the community you are building you know as the as the as the service you know provider as well as fair network um it's very important to actually simplify that just like you said but not just because of the simplification itself but because this is actually the vehicle that gets us broader that gets us worldwide that gets us actually properly adopted right because the actual sort of like technology is as well adopted as the, you know, less tech, sa- like least tech saving people can actually get it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be pretty much like just um, as open as I would love uh, to, to, you know, tell, tell my parents to go to Uniswap and just, you know, get connect their MetaMask, you know, and just, <laughs> they just, you know, do stuff and then they can, you know, connect with smart contracts and, uh, you know, be on BSC, like just, you know, blockchain uh, network or Ethereum, whatever, because they would go crazy over the time and not, you know, just for all this strange expressions. So we are definitely not there yet regarding the sort of like simplicity that we are striving for, right? Would you agree? Oh, I, I completely agree. So I, I actually uh, have the privilege and opportunity to work with a lot of, uh, frankly, these are my close friends who uh, invested in Ferrum because they believe in me. They see, you know, they see the progress we made. They like, they like what they see, but they don't know much, if at all, about crypto. So I have to walk them through every little thing, um, setting up a MetaMask, right? Even, even how to buy Ethereum on Coinbase is like a struggle for a lot of new people. And then so, yeah, how do we expect people to <laughs> figure out Uniswap and, and, and then these these yield farming platforms, I mean, it gets more and more advanced from there. So I think we still have a long way to go in terms of uh, mass adoption. Uh, but it's just, look, it's going to take time. This is technology that, uh, you know, you can simplify it, but there's still going to be a learning curve no matter what. So I think look, these things are going to just just take time. We'll keep pushing forward as an industry. And in five years from now, I think it's going to look very different. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are evolving and bull market definitely helps, you know, it's full of, it's full of money. It's equipped with money. It's equipped with buyers and, uh, and the positivity across the board. So it's definitely bullish, you know, for, for projects. And, uh, and actually those only who survive the bear markets, this is how, you know, you know, the, the, the companies, the projects are, are perfectly well fitted. Right. 
And, um, you know, I definitely want to sort of like, you know, just express uh, to all the viewers and to all the listeners for how important, you know, it is always to understand the big concept, the big time frame, the big time horizon. Because, you know, you would see a lot of shakeouts. You would see a lot of, bit, just like right now, we are walking at the, watching at the uh, watching the Bitcoin correction, you know, just going, right? You would see extreme volatility from the past couple of weeks. Uh, and this all kind of like makes us as traders from the trading point of view, just get too narrow-minded, get too focused on the short-term timeframes so that we often forget about the big picture. And you would see many, many traders pretty much like, you know, just saying, okay, bull market is done, right? Because we dropped like 10,000 or something. We are, we are done. Like this is time, you know, time to get out, right? Uh, and this is exactly what makes the same people later for moving higher, you know, just because they see it's actually marking, you know, continues to rally. And um, I know, you know, this is, this might be, you know, my, maybe kind of like, you know, just a question that, you may uh, want to tweak somehow, but what are your personal thoughts on the market? Yeah, you bring up uh, the correction we've seen over the past day or two. Uh, I think we're still in a bullish, uh, the, we're, we're still in a bull market here. Um, and why do I think that? Well, look at who's been driving this bull market from really day one. It hasn't been the retail investors who you pointed out earlier have been hit hard by COVID and, and, and the financial fallout from that, which is obviously tragic. It's been driven by institutional investors and funds and uh, you know, guys with big money. And typically those kind of investors have, they're, you know, they're professional investors. They, they have patience. And the reality is this bull market only started four or five months ago, really, in earnest. If you look at like who are some of the drivers of it, uh, micro strategies. PayPal, Square. Do you think that they they think this is over? Do you think that they're uh, they think that the bull market's over and they're you know oh we've invested for six months, you know we're selling now. No, these guys are in for years. These guys are Dude. in for years. So I think this thing has legs. Uh, I'm still extremely bullish, but I am very thankful that Ferrum was founded in the bear market, the real bear market of 2018, when it was really hard to do anything. And that taught us a lot of lessons on how to be frugal, how to be a smart business, how to focus on uh, revenue generating products. Um, so we've taken those lessons and now applied them to the bull market. And it's made us even stronger, I think. And you look at you know the staking as a service business or the incubator as an example of that. Um, so I'm, you know, from my standpoint, I'm I'm thankful for our, our journey, but yeah, no, this bull market's, uh, we still got legs on this one. I'm not, I'm not too worried about this little correction we're, we're seeing today. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't agree more. Um, you know, and this also like this type of questions, you know, regarding the markets is are always, uh, first of all, are always to some extent subjective, right? But what's definitely unconditionally sort of like, you know, just uh, objective and non-subjective is that the bull market is still on just you know for those again who disbelieve just look at the averages right the average prices for bitcoin across the board especially the higher time frames they keep soaring right this is so anything that just happens 
well, from the technical point of view, this is called uh, like secondary corrections, secondary tra trends, right? Which are sort of like going opposite to the main trend direction to the primary trend, which is the bull market clearly. And uh, I think you, uh, from commenting from a tiny bit more, you know, technical side, um, you know, there's been small, uh, like surprisingly small volume, little volume, to be honest, you know, when, uh, when 2017 was actually going into full mode, you would see the volume pretty much like, you know, just following the same direction that a trend, which means that this is, this is a sort of like basic, um, basic principle of Dow theory, you know, for the, for the markets that the volume must uh, align with the trend. So, which means that the trend, the further the trend goes, the deeper it sort of goes, uh, the volume needs to follow that, right? And what we have seen so far in Bitcoin is the actual rally since $10,000 uh, has been happening on the declining volume, which tells me that there is not so much interest just yet uh, when compared to what we saw in 2017, which again, well, which means suggests that if we have seen so insane rallies, like, you know, 300, 400% rallies on, on, on Bitcoin and so on in the past months, and it's not really filled with retails just yet, then what does it mean, right? Where does it take us, right? So that's, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty bullish, right? If, if the market alone is able to sustain such big, you know, just pumps without retails in, um, kind of like, you know, just involved. So this, is, this phase is yet, to, is yet to come. We are definitely not at the levels that, you know, just the Google trends were showing back in 2017. So this is yet to come. So it's definitely more bullish than not. And, um, and regarding and speaking of bullishness, you know, I wanted to very quickly touch upon this this uh, very intriguing name and very intriguing uh, project that you guys uh, introduced uh, in uh, in Ferrum, which is the Operation Iron Martin. I'd love you, Ian, to comment on this this perfect <laughs> this perfect <laughs> operation name. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's been that was the code name we were using to discuss it internally uh, before we unveiled it to the world. We didn't want people, you know, you use code names when you don't want people to find out. But we thought, why not use it to describe the initiative itself when we go public with it? So, 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 what is Operation Iron Mountain? Uh, it's a combination of three uh, major events. Um, culmination of which is a listing on a, uh, a new tier one exchange, which I can finally reveal now because we've announced it, which is KuCoin. Yeah, Very happy. Congratulations to that. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're, happy, we're, we're really happy to be listed there. Um, I think it's important um, in this market, especially to have a strong centralized exchange listing with um, real organic volumes and a lot of actual users. Uh, in part because of the discussion we had earlier about the Uniswap and the gas fees. You know, when gas fees are $30 per, and right now it's insane. I think it's probably $60 even right now to trade on. Yeah, I, I saw pretty much 100 and plus, yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Like average people, non-whales, cannot trade on Uniswap in these conditions. Nor, and they shouldn't. Because <laughs> why would oh, you like, yeah. if you need to trade $500 worth and you're spending $100 on fees, just don't like, don't even bother. So we needed to find a solution to this problem. We listed on a few other uh, sexes. Bitmax is one of them. We wanted a bigger one, and KuCoin opportunity came along, and and we're 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 happy to list on it. But Operation Iron Mountain is not just a listing. To me, that you know, a listing is nice, but it's not 
you know, not super exciting in and of itself. So we wanted to take it to the next level. And so we have a version of our staking technology called VIP staking. And what this is, is basically uh, the ability to restrict uh, participants in a staking pool to only those people who did something for you in advance that you wanted to incentivize them to do. The teams use this for all different things, right? One of which is raising funds. And we thought, why not do something kind of interesting with Ferrum and say, we're going to run a small VIP sale. We'll invite the community. Anyone who holds a certain amount of Ferrum in their Unifier wallet will get invited to this sale. And if they participate, and it's, by the way, we're, it's not like we're raising a bunch of money or anything. Like that. It's like everyone's investing $1,000. It's mostly to get them uh, into this VIP staking pool where you can earn big APYs uh, paid out in our derivative governance token, Ferromax. And so everything together, this raise, the VIP staking, and then the listing, we called this Operation Iron Mountain. And we did a whole marketing campaign around it, you know, memes. Uh, yeah, because the name is cool. And it was just a lot, you know, it was a lot of fun. We, we, we wanted to take it to the next level. And that's, that's what Operation yeah. Iron Mountain is all about. Yeah, but you wouldn't take it, you know, to the next level without the memes. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you need the memes. And they're pretty yeah, memes. Someone made, a, someone made an actual <laughs> cake. They actually baked a cake, this unbelievable artistic they cake did. of a mountain and a, a ship <laughs> with the Ferrum flag on it. I mean, it was uh -huh. unbelievable. So, like, yeah, it's, like, it, you know, it. in, in crypto, I feel, you know, you got to engage the community. Uh you can't just do things like everyone else is, is doing them. So we could have just listed on the exchange and just said, hey, we announced KuCoin. Look, would have done nicely and would, people would have been happy. But why not take things to the next level? Why not engage the community? And, that's and this, is, this is exactly you know, what I think is, is very special and tells easily which company is going to strive and is going to be successful and which is not. You know, and this way I can easily tell that you guys are going to explode, you know, with your growth within the next months. That's for sure. Right. Because this, this sort of like, I call it, um, I call it proactivity on my end, because that's also what I'm expecting, you know, from my team to do. Right. I don't really allow anybody outside, you know, um, like I don't allow anybody in my team unless they like, uh, who would not be proactive. And this proactivity means this, you know, this inner sort of like need to, bring new solutions to optimize, to improve, to just like, you know, not this type of people that would say, okay, I'm here, I'm fine, I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, I'm good where I am. But I'm searching for those type of projects and those type of people always around me who say, okay, we are here, but we could be higher, right? So I want to level up. I want to take it to the next level, right? Which is exactly so you right, what you want to climb the saying. mountain. You want to climb the Iron Mountain. Exactly, exactly, right? <laughs> Which is yeah. exactly what I have uh, such a great, you know, dose of respect for for you personally and for for Fair Network, you know, as an organization, because uh, this this sets us uh, towards the conclusion that future for Fair is bright, you know, and I have not a single doubt about it. And um, before I let you know, um, before I let you go, I wanted to say. Um, because I've I've already had you know I already kind of like have a. Uh, big appreciation for you for your taking so much time you know of, of 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 your time of your of your plate you know being in here on today's show i definitely uh, respect your generosity um but i'm striving to know and people the viewers the listeners would also probably like to know to 
learn about plans for 2021. What Fair Network is actually preparing for the next weeks, months, or 2021 in the in the longer perspective? Yeah. Yeah. So 2020 was obviously a huge year for us, but I think 2021 is going to be even bigger. We now have a much greater platform um, and sort of voice within the crypto uh, community from which to sort of uh, launch our, our forthcoming products and our initiatives we have coming up. So I think we're poised to do, do a lot of big things, but to get specific, uh, there's a number of um, technologies and uh, sort of uh, token use cases I'm excited about. So um, one thing we haven't really touched on too much um, is the incubator uh, slash advisory services. Uh, this is a really uh, valuable part of our ecosystem, especially in a bull market, because what it essentially does is allows the Ferrum holders, anyone who holds 50,000 or more Ferrum, the opportunity to invest in these highly vetted and really high quality up and coming projects that we help bring to market. And so we just announced um, the launch of Ferrum Advisory Services which is a specific side of our business dedicated solely to this purpose. We have two, maybe even three projects now in the pipeline that are really excellent and that are be launching imminently. One will probably be announced by early next week. Um, a very, very good project that I'm really excited to bring I'll bring to market. So that's that's uh, you know one one thing that we have um, that you know we've been focused on. We'll continue to focus on, uh, and it's it's and it's great for the fair investors because they get into these pre-sales that are otherwise almost impossible to get into, and they do very, very well. I mean, the last one did I think fifteen x or first one did fifteen x, second one did twenty x. I mean, so these are these are tremendous opportunities for for fair. I, I, I got it. I got to get into. <laughs> that's for sure yeah i mean sure. it's, it, you know, it's what it does i think for from the investor standpoint is uh, takes a little bit of the guesswork out of um choosing which projects to invest in right because there's so many new projects coming coming on uh online especially during the bull market the question is which one you know which one do you invest in most people don't have the time to research for hours most people don't have access to founders most people don't know really what makes a good a project good or not, frankly, other than what influencer might tell them or or or, or what have you. So, yeah. what, what we aim to do is not only vet these projects in the sense of getting to know the teams, making sure they're extremely serious, making sure there's a long term vision, you know, also short term potentials, all these things that are very important, but also putting our full weight behind them. So giving them our marketing support, giving them our advisory support, uh, connecting them to people like to people like you who who have a huge following, uh, giving them the staking technology and their technology that we built. And so by doing all those things, we actually de-risk the the investor because they know, look, I'm not investing in a it's not a rug pull. I know firms behind it. They're going to be supporting. They're going to be pushing it. They're going to be trying to make a success. Look, there's still risks. <laughs> I'm oh, not yeah. suggesting. All going to guarantee they're all guaranteed 10x or even one you could all you could lose your money even all of your money it's just crypto right mm -hmm. but that being said i mean we're trying to de-risk as much as we can for for the investor and so that's, that's definitely that's definitely appreciated that's definitely appreciated uh again I'm, I'm saying from my investor's point of view that's always very appreciated to uh the risk 
the risk itself, yeah. right? <laughs> that's, it. that's it. I think it's, it's really important um, in crypto because it's such a it is such a risky, high risk environment. Obviously, the gains can be tremendous if if you get a couple right, but you can also lose a lot. So, for me personally, I couldn't sleep at night knowing that we're we would you know our community would, would lose money on something. So we always give it our best to to make sure these projects do well. So that's that's sort of on the business side, on the tech side. We're going to be developing a technology that I think really lends itself to our two core lines of business. So the staking and the pre-sales. Um, we haven't quite decided on the name of this, but uh, I'm leaning towards something called options derivative staking. And what this essentially is, okay, okay. is so it's, it's basically a, a, a token that represents an interest that you have to um, future disbursements in a pre-sale or future payouts of a staking contract that you're in. So, so say, take the uh, pre-sale, uh, for example. If you invest in a project, usually how it works is you're entitled to distributions of that project's tokens once, you know, every, you know, uh, for three months, um, you know, once a month for three months or four months, for mm -hmm. instance. Now, what if you uh, wanted to, what, what if the project does, does a 10X out of the gate, you get out your initial capital, and, but, you, but you, want to, uh, you want to get out of that project, right? You, you, you see opportunity elsewhere, you've already, uh, you know, you already made your gains. There's currently no easy way to transfer your interest in, in those future disbursements absent going through one of these like shady OTC, um, you know, over the counter uh, uh, channels on Telegram, which you definitely want to stay away from. So we want to build uh, using- Send me Bitcoin, I send you too, right? Yeah, yeah, there's all these scams and stuff having to do with over the counter, um, you know, pre-sales. So we obviously recommend people stay away from that. But we know, we know because this market exists, there's demand for this um, kind of technology. So what if there was a way that you could, in a decentralized sort of swap trustless environment, transfer your interest to those future disbursements? And that's what options derivative staking seeks to do. And it can be done not just for the pre-sales, but also for your future earnings in a staking pool. So you staked Ferrum and you know that in uh, two months from now, you you're gonna get you know ten thousand worth of ferrum ten thousand dollars worth of ferrum but you want money, you want you for some reason you need money now but the staking contract has locked you up there's probably plenty of people who would buy that contract from you right? there's probably plenty of people who would buy your you know and they they would be the ones that would then get the staking rewards there's currently no way to transfer your interest in in those future rewards so that's what options derivative staking is about I think it it has a potential to change. The pre-sale industry, the staking industry, creating a whole secondary market of people trading their futures um, interest in these things. So that I think is going to be hopefully coming out pretty soon. You got, you just got a first scoop on it. Uh, love to hear people's feedback I'm on impressed. the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it, I think it could be huge. So I'm, I'm super pumped about it. Yeah, I mean, I am. Um, this, this is one of the most you know innovative ideas I've actually heard in some in quite some time. So definitely, I'm looking forward for that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, just the last part before before uh, before I let you go, 
we always have this this sort of like a custom, you know, uh, that we share uh, that our guests are given the chance to, you know, resonate some final thoughts for all of our viewers, uh, viewers, listeners. Uh, so if you were to give like one tip, if you want to leave some some of our viewers with the final tip for, for the next weeks and months uh, from you and from for your network, like what would that be? What would that be? Mm -hmm. You know, a story that resonated with me uh, that's been popular uh, going around social media and mainstream media, you know, the guy who uh, lost um, the keys to his to his Bitcoin. Uh, that to me is not not that interesting. But what's interesting about it is this idea that the people who make the most money in crypto are the guys who lose their keys and then find them 10 years later and they're worth like $200 million. So what does that tell you? The people with the most patience are the ones who are going to make the most money in crypto. So I look, I know, and I know you have traders on your channels. I'm not trying to disrespect, disrespect traders. Uh, uh, you know, if you guys can have, if you guys want to develop that skill, that's an excellent skill. And I encourage people to do it. But if, you know, if, if you're not a trader and you, and you don't, and, and you're not apt to learn it, just be patient. Just be patient. We're early days in crypto. You're going to look back in 10 years, you know, 10 years time from now, and you're probably going to wish you held on to that Bitcoin. It didn't sell when it did from 35 to 32. <laughs> you're going to wish you held on at 35 because in 10 years, where is it going to be? So patience is the name of the game in, in this business. And not just for Bitcoin, but investing in, you know, any early stage company that you believe in. Um, look at the growth of Ferrum. The people who've done the best are my friends who uh, invested last year, don't know how to sell because <laughs> they're not technical. They're not into crypto. They just have some firm. Those guys have done better than almost anybody else because they didn't sell. So look, I'm not saying don't sell, you know, all, all you know, look, not all coins are created equal, but look, patience is going to win in this, in this game. You got to think long-term. So that's, that's my, uh, my outro for folks. Not financial advice. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Patience is the name of the game. I love that, Ian. Uh, I think that's, that perfectly summarizes, you know, all, all of our today's uh, podcast episode. And I truly appreciate it coming, Ian. And for all of the listeners, viewers, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel because such great interviews with, you know, a lot of insights actually being brought for the very first time, just like I ended with Firm. Uh, they are actually going to shed some good light for what projects are worth investing in further on. Truly appreciate your coming, Nayan. That was a pleasure to host you again. Thank you so much. Uh, happy to come on anytime. Thanks for having me. DeFi Click democratizes the lending market by offering both collateralized and uncollateralized loans to everyone with cross-chain interoperability through Polkadot. For more information, visit theburbness.com slash DeFi Click. I'd like to thank our listeners for joining this episode of The Nestro. If you've appreciated the depth and breadth of what you've heard with us today, subscribe to our podcast and find our landing page at theburbnest.com. We have a vibrant Discord community which acts as our central hub of operations, and we welcome you to join us at theburbnest.com slash discord. We also offer an extensive free bulletin on emerging crypto market trends, exclusive undervalued gem reports, and in-depth expert technical and fundamental analysis at theburbnest.com slash bulletin. 
We always appreciate engagement from our community, which of course means liking the video and subscribing to our page, where we insist on bringing you the highest quality content available. Also, we're happy to incorporate tips and topics from our listeners and encourage you to email us at thenestshow at thebirdnest.com. This podcast is brought to you by The Burb Nest. Thank you and trade on.